Welcome to Adventures in God with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in God. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining in today on another adventure in God. I'm your host, Jared Lasky of Fireborn Ministries, and I'm excited to introduce you to Dr. Nicholas Venditti, who started In-State Global Bible College with his wife, Leona. He has some exciting stories and testimonies to share with you about his adventures in God. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hey, Jared, blessings. This is Nick Venditti here uh in Des Moines, Iowa. Well, blessings to you, Dr. Venditti. I've been acquainted with you through the association I'm ordained with, Open Bible Churches, and you've got an extensive ministry with you and your wife. And if you could give our listeners some background, ministry experience, anything that you feel led to at this moment. Sure, but the only thing that makes you feel old when you start going back, yes, but it's it's more than fine. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I accepted the Lord in Spain, in Madrid, Spain, in 1983, and it was through Open Bible Churches there. I attended Open Bible, an Open Bible Church in Madrid, Spain, and I got radically saved, baby Christian. And I just said to myself, you know, now that I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to study the Bible. How do I do that? So I asked some of the people at the church, and they said, listen, there's this missionary. She's an American missionary. Her name is Leona. Back then it was Jansen. Uh, and she's got this program here in the local church. You can start off that way. Well, little did I know that uh, four years later, I would be marrying the director of the institute. That's program. awesome. So I can't even say I got married into the business. Wow. My first steps as far as discipleship were in the local church there. I, I would do evangelism, travel to other cities throughout Spain, uh, member of the church. Leon and I were married in 87. 1990. Well, a little before, about 89, I just felt the need that I really, after finishing the in-state program, that I really needed more training. And uh, we prayed, and uh, we just sort of dreamed, let's put it like that. We said, where would be the best school for me to receive training? And we both thought, and the Holy Spirit spoke to both of us in that sense, we thought a fuller theological seminary. Now, this is 1989. We're in Spain. Uh, missionaries were serving the Lord, and turns out that we just put a fleece before the, the Lord. And I'm, I'm the kind of person that I believe in putting out fleeces like Gideon. Lord, show me. <laughs> After that, I sort of said, okay, Lord, let me just turn the fleece over a little bit. And uh, not that I don't trust you, but I need confirmation. Well, it turns out back then, this is before email, before, you know, the whole media thing that we were living today. Uh, in about 10 days, I received a letter of acceptance from Fuller Theological Seminary. Wow. And I said, whoa, this is serious, Leona. And uh, again, we're talking about 1990. You know, we corresponded with Fuller Theological Seminary, and we had enough money for one semester. Our life savings back then was just enough for one semester. We were ex- I was accepted to Fuller. We spoke to the mission board back then. They gave us permission to come to California, lived in Pasadena, and turns out that 
The money for one semester turned out to be two semesters, three semesters. I received a 60% oh, wow. scholarship. Uh, my wife also back then had her doctorate, so she had her doctorate. She was able to teach some classes there at Fuller. We would put that money towards my tuition. 19, I initially went for an MA. This, this is part of the story and how God works progressively. I was thinking, go there for a year and a half, two years, and we'll go as missionaries to, to Latin America because in-state was started in Spanish, and we believe that Spanish is the holy language. So non-Spanish speakers learn Spanish because that's what we're going to be speaking in heaven, okay? Right, okay. But, <laughs> and it turns out that 19, in 1994, 1993, excuse me, I had to make a decision whether I would continue my studies, I was offered the possibility of a, getting a doctorate, and I never, ever thought I would go for a doctorate. But anyway, I had two days to make the decision, and we looked at our finances, and we said, Lord, there's no way. Well, again, the Lord provided miraculously, and I graduated from Fuller Seminary in 98 with a PhD, and about three, no, about six months before, we were $5,000 short, and it turns out we prayed again. We didn't say anything to anyone and received a phone call from some friends. And they said, you know, we feel led by the Holy Spirit to help you with, with your finances as far as your schooling. Can you use $5,000? Wow. The exact amount. And I graduated debt free. Amen. And anyone gone to college or, or university or advanced studies knows that's a miracle of God. Oh, that, that is a miracle. That's amazing. From there, Instate really took off. We were here in the States. Instate, as I mentioned, started in Spain, in Spanish. And uh, the Lord Open Bible Churches back then was looking for a way to disciple people in, in our churches here in the U.S. And uh, they asked us to uh, start translating into English. And little did we know that God would use the English for the Chinese translation. We're working currently in 16 languages wow. and in over 40 countries. And my wife and I have uh, retired from the, from the ministry, from that part of the ministry, especially the administrative part of all of that. And we are now serving the Lord through not only in stay occasionally, I'll be going to Taiwan at the end of, uh, at the beginning of, no, at the end, excuse me, of September, I'll be going to Taiwan. And we continue traveling occasionally, but we're working on new things also. That's exciting. And for anybody who's not familiar with Instay, could you describe that? Yeah, Instay is really discipleship. It, it uses the Hebraic model or the Hebrew model. What it is, is the curriculum was written originally by my wife. And it's a five-year curriculum, the whole entire program. And it works on the Hebraic idea of community. And you have a group leader in small groups. That's the way we've worked. And it's very successful. It's cross-cultural. Like I said, we're working in 40 countries. And basically what it is is you study the in-state book during the week. Five, it's written in a certain way. They study so much every day. And once a week, you meet with people from your local church. And uh, you discuss that lesson. You take a test. It's a very effective way to disciple people right there in the local church. 
Yeah, that's exciting. You know, I'm a facilitator for Instay. I'm not even sure how many classes I've done in my home or even online. Wonderful. But at the same time, I'm a student of Instay, even though I have a bachelor's in pastoral studies from Eugene Bible College, a master's of arts in Christian ministry from Shepherd Seminary, and then a master of divinity from Regent University. But because I believe in it, if I'm teaching it, I might as well also be a student of it. That was my philosophy of it. Exactly. So. So I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's exciting to hear and know what God is uh, doing in you guys and through you guys. But what is God currently doing with you now? You briefly mentioned that, that uh, you know God has these new ventures for you. I know that maybe there might be some things that you don't want to go public just yet, but what is it that God is leading you to do currently? Well, you know, my wife, Leona, she says God's a good economist. You know, what she really means by that is God will use everything that he's put into you, life experiences and uh, different training, etc. One of the things that the Lord has used us over the years is develop, to develop leaders throughout the world, cross-cultural ministry, mm. uh, mentoring many people. And that's something that continues in our lives. As a matter of fact, we have people from all over the world call us and also we do Skype with them or we do Messenger, times that you know they may need some counsel or something like that. So we continue that part of, of what God has developed in us. But also, uh, one thing that we're working on is, and you can get a hold of this on Facebook, it's called Daily Treasures from the Word of God. And basically, what this is, if you read our calendar, reading calendar, it goes throughout the whole year. And if you read four chapters a day approximately, you will be reading during the whole year the New Testament twice, Old Testament once and Psalms twice. But of that passage, let's say the four chapters uh, that you would read on a certain day, of that, Leon and I have taken, I would say, maybe a verse or two, and we do a little teaching on that that people use for preaching or maybe Sunday school or just to solidify their faith. And uh, it's right now, currently, you can get it on Facebook, either Daily Treasures in English or you can do it in Spanish, Tesoros Diarios. But also we have it in Chinese, and uh, we still don't, we haven't uh, launched it in Chinese yet, but also we're working on other languages as far as translations. And uh, hopefully uh, Ukrainian also. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's continuing, but it's just a different phase. That's awesome. As a missionary yourself, what is something that you think is important for emerging leaders, emerging ministers to keep in mind when they're starting out? Whoa, that's that's a good broad question. <laughs> Let me try to do my best, okay? Yes, sir. Well, first thing, I believe one of our mentors when Leon and I were at Fuller was Dr. J. Robert Clinton or Bobby Clinton. He was the one that led the leadership track in the School of World Mission back in the 90s, and also the year 2000 and so. And uh, he said, always build on your foundation. So I believe, you know, especially emerging leaders, get a good foundation and just build on your strengths. For example, you know, sometimes younger leaders are blown out of the water when somebody, you know, they don't know all the scriptures or all the books or why. Just build on it. Take time. I always say that the Lord has to be Latino. I'm part Latino. And I say because he's never in a rush. So just build on that foundation. Look at different ways, your skills. I mean, we live in an ever-changing world. 
like like I said, in the 90s, the internet and everything that we have today didn't exist. So today, I mean, things just keep on turning over. Last I read, they say information turnover is roughly between a year and a half to two years. This is globally. So, I mean, just keep on building on your foundation, on your prayer life. Build on your ability to understand scripture. And just build on that. You have core books, for example. Uh, let's say you're drawn more to certain gospels. Well, build on that and, and just keep on building. And God will use all of that. Yeah, and I appreciate you talking about prayer. Intimacy with the King of Kings yeah. is is key. Exactly. Going back to Instay, I remember several years ago I was leading a group in my home, and it seems to me that God loves to move people when they're sitting on the couch and instay has time for prayer corporate prayer and for us i was meeting with the, the men in the group and my wife was meeting with the women in the group in separate separate sections of the home and we'd actually had just gone through a lesson on who i say you know the wonderful holy spirit and mm-hmm. there's this gentleman and he was hungry for the things of the lord uh had a minimal biblical background, but he was actually one of my star students at this time. And right on the couch during prayer, he wanted to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And we laid hands on him and the Holy Spirit filled him up and enabled him to speak in tongues and praise God. And he was excited for that and completely different. In time, he just kept bringing people to our church meetings and things like that. So that was an exciting time. So You know, that experience, Jared, I've heard that many, many times throughout the world at the beginning. And again, you know, sometimes people here in our, our North American culture, I think, we're very, what I call vending machine theology. You put your dollar in and you get your coat, you know, and we think the things of God are like that sometimes. I do such and such a thing. And there is a difference between obedience to God's word. And just, you know, I'm doing this, Lord, and I'm negotiating with you. Right. But, you know, I've seen over and over that experience, the surprises of God. And as far as instinct, you know, basically it's people getting together, studying God's word, meeting once a week, and let the Holy Spirit work in your life. And that's, you know, when, when people ask me, what's the secret? What's the magic wand? There's no secret. I mean, it's so biblical studying God's Word and get together with your brothers and sisters in Christ and reflect. It's like the Berean community over and over and over. And you mentioned daily treasures. I know that you have it digitally online, and I'd actually purchased it through Logos online. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. Had it downloaded, have it downloaded on my phone through the Logos app. What other formats are, are you looking at for daily treasures itself? Okay, between you, me, the Holy Spirit, and everyone that's listening, I'll tell you, okay? (laughs) Okay, yes. One of the things that I'm working on is um, videotaping all of them. Hopefully, it's going to be a project probably for about two years. And the reason being, because again, this is daily. So we're talking about 366 in English and 366 in Spanish. And I say 66 because also for February 29th, we have a daily treasure. So recording this, the recording uh, will last, and I've timed this already, and we've, we've just started that, uh, is approximately four minutes to five minutes max. That's including the intro and the outro. So people will be able, especially the younger generation emerging leaders, they'll be able to listen to this. And we've done this also in Chinese. 
So, if, you know, as you walk, as maybe you're in the car, you can just listen to it. That's one of the formats. Also, the video, as I mentioned. Another thing that we're looking at is an audio book. And again, this will be also in English and Spanish. And I do both, both languages, even though my wife kids me with my New York accent. But I, we do it in both languages, English and Spanish. So uh, hopefully within the next two years, we'll have that out in the market. Also, uh, we've done, you know, since we've been in ministry for so many years, uh, I also want, and Leona will be doing some of her teaching. So, I mean, you know, that's our retirement program, okay? Yeah, that's exciting. I understand. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the Great Commission, promising them the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1, verse 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. With the Holy Spirit as your teacher, Jared Lasky developed a new Bible study journaling system that is sure to equip you in your adventure with God. The Spirit Empowered Journal offers life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical studies. This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the Scripture, but also what He is speaking to you now. This is an incredible approach to Bible study, empowering your spiritual journey. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and understanding of the Scriptures will increase as you use the Spirit-Empowered Journal. Buy your paperback copy on Amazon.com or FirebornMinistries.com. And you've mentioned a few times about it's in Chinese. What is the yes. response that you're seeing or hearing about in China specifically? Well, in China, I was able to visit China once. And then where I travel a lot more and have traveled and taught in seminaries also has been in Taiwan. Taiwan sort of is our bridge to China because, again, the, the situation in China is very fluid. It depends on the province. It depends on the situation. Uh, sometimes there's an openness. Well, you know, China is one of the great stories of the 20th and 21st centuries as far as the move of the Holy Spirit. 1948-49, it was said maximum 5 million Chinese were Christians. Wow. And the church discovered in the 80s, you know, uh, missionaries were expelled, etc., and uh, in the 80s, churches and missionaries out west, in the west, discovered that there were millions of Chinese coming to the Lord. And the lowest figure I've heard now is uh, between 80 million and the highest figure, roughly 150 million. But nobody really knows how many believers. And it's the book of Acts, but in the country of China. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, we're not working with all of them, but, you know, little by little, uh, our thing, our, well, probably one of our values has never been to really look for the numbers, look for those faithful people, work with them, invest in them. You know, when you look at Christianity, Jesus invested his life in 12, and there were some others. You know, we don't know them how many exactly, but roughly the 12, the 3, the 12. But you see how it just took off. And of course, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. And the same thing, we're working also in some Muslim countries. And that I, I you know, I don't mention what they, which countries they are. But uh, the Lord is all, Inste is also in Arabic. And I've been able to visit a number of uh, Muslim nations. And it's amazing through dreams and visions. I mean, the book of Acts, again, in the 21st century, what God is doing. Yeah, I'd gone to India years ago, 98, 99, with Youth with a Mission. I was a young man, 18, 19, and I'd met a lady who had 
had a dream of Jesus during her Ramadan fast. And and she obviously came to Jesus through that encounter, but her father was a rich businessman. I believe he was like an oil tycoon, but he had actually put a hit out on her and she'd had to change her identity six or seven times, but she was powerfully used of God when, when I was there back in 98, 99. And um, yep. have, have you encountered any, any of those things when, when you've gone? Definitely. I'll mention, I'll mention one situation, but I won't mention the country. Okay. Yep. Again, because of security, but anyway, a prominent pastor in this country. Uh, I was, I've been, I visited that country now three, four times. One of the things that he told me, he told me a couple of stories, but one of the things that he told me about was of people just coming to their church, having a vision, not only of their church, but having a vision of him, maybe, or the building itself, uh, seeing Jesus. And uh, usually it's in the form of light. I don't know if you're familiar with the documentary, The Insanity of God. Are you familiar with that? No, uh, not Rick not yet, but I will. It is well. The book is outstanding, uh, and and the the documentary is outstanding. But it shows, and it's very well documented by Nick Ripkin and his wife Ruth. It really shows a sovereign move of the Holy Spirit in Muslim nations throughout Africa, China, and other countries that we call cold. This pastor was telling me of things like that happening. And uh, whenever someone would come up to him and ask him, I mean, mean, this just blows you out of the water when you hear these stories. But when somebody would come up to him and ask him and say, you know, Pastor so-and-so, I want to be baptized. The first question he asked them, are you willing to die for Christ? And if you think there's a little bit of hesitancy or maybe flinching, he says, you're not ready. Wow. So, uh, again, I mean, it's, it's... it's amazing to see what God is doing throughout the world. Yeah. You know? we, we celebrate his, you know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is, uh, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the nations, and then the end will come. And to me, it's such a reality. I mean, uh, I've gone, worked in countries that are totally closed. I've also worked in some that are semi-closed. But the story is the same. There are no closed doors for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amazing. What is one of the greatest adventures you've had with the Lord that you'd like to share? Probably the one I I mention a lot is uh, what happened to me. As a matter of fact, it was 10 years ago this year. uh, I celebrate the 10th anniversary. It was in uh, April of 2009. Uh, I was at the Insta office, and I was miraculously healed by the Lord. It was the 12th of April, no, 14th of April. It was a Tuesday, if I remember correctly. And I was at the office. I had just come back from a trip and went to the bathroom. As I went to the bathroom, after I finished, I noticed that there was a little bit of blood in the stool and in the water. I came out. I just figured, ah, it's nothing, you know, maybe hemorrhoids. It just who knows what. And I came out, and I was pale. And uh, my wife, Leona, said to me, uh, asked me, she asked me, Nick, what's wrong? I said, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, us macho men, you know, we're okay. We can be dying, but no, honey, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. You know, that type of thing. And uh, I said, just give me a glass of water. She gave me a glass of water. I I drank the water, but I was feeling dizzier and dizzier and dizzier. So I said, why don't you take me to the doctor's office? As we were driving, she was driving. As we went to the doctor's office, I was feeling dizzy. Then I said, no, take me to the ER, honey. 
go to the hospital. Immediately, they they put IVs, and they the doctor came out, looked at me, says, we don't know exactly what's happening, but uh, I recommend, you know, we'll admit you tonight, and we'll do all sorts of tests. If everything's okay, you can go back home tomorrow. And if not, you know, you have good care here, and it's a very good hospital here in Des Moines. You know, I had excellent care. And both my wife and I thought it was good counsel. Well, that night at 9 p.m., roughly 8, 9 p.m., and what I'm sharing with you now, I'm telling you because my wife had told me because I was out like a light. And what happened was during a period of 24 hours, I lost or hemorrhaged seven units of blood. Now, what I did not know is that human body has between nine and 10 units of blood. So literally, I hemorrhaged roughly between 65 to 70% of all my blood in a period of 24 hours. I was out. During the next two days, the doctors, I mean, I had such very good care. The doctors did all sorts of exams, didn't know what was going on. They just knew I was hemorrhaging, but that was basically it. They would they would do blood transfusion, and again, the body just, you know, would it would just go out from my body. On that Thursday, uh, it turns out the specialist and a surgeon came in uh, that night to my room and uh, shared with my wife and myself, said, Listen, we have to operate. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going on. And everything she described, I mean, was from bad to worse. The best that could have happened, I mean, uh, unless God touched me, was that most probably I would be maybe for two, three, four months in rehab. I could have not only died, but I mean, I could have been a vegetable for the rest of my life because the struggle was the internists said, you need to operate because this gentleman is going to die. And the surgeon said, where are we going to operate if we don't know what's happening? So anyways, that was the scenario on that Thursday. I just said to the surgeon, listen, I'm, I'm, I want you to know I'm a minister. Uh, my wife and I are both committed Christians. We believe in prayer. And her response to us was, hey, that sounds like a good idea. Wow. I mean, so they didn't have a clue. So, um, you know, later I found out that the surgeon was a, a believer. But anyway, that night, it turns out I told Leo and I said, go home. Since this was going to be on Friday night, 6 a.m., I said, go home, rest a little bit, and uh, I'm okay, and uh, anything I'll call you. Well, I started calling people. We sent out emails. And uh, people from all over the world, in-state, open Bible, outside of open Bible, were praying. And uh, that night, about maybe 10, 10.30, a friend of mine called. He had heard what happened to me. He prayed with me. And as he prayed, I, I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me about the woman with the issue of blood. Wow. And those, those of you that are familiar, it's in Mark chapter 5. It's, it's version in Mark chapter 5 verses 25 to 32, 33, something like that. I took out my Bible, started reading the passage, and when I got to verse 29, it vaguely says that the woman, I mean, uh, the woman touched Jesus and she was healed of her affliction, depending on the version you read. But she was healed. And at that moment, I said, Lord, I know you did this for this woman, and I know you can do it for me. And uh, just went to sleep. I didn't have a vision. The Lord didn't show up, a light or anything like that. But the next morning, 6 a.m., the surgeon comes in with the whole medical staff, 
her her team that were going to do surgery on me. And uh, she says, we don't know what has happened, but you are totally normal. Amen. Exactly. And, uh, you know, there's always, in New York City, we always say there's always a wise guy, you know, <laughs> a guy that knows. So one, one, one of the persons from uh, her medical team says, well, you know, sometimes the body heals itself, you know. And uh, I just, I didn't say it at the moment because I didn't think of it, but I felt like saying, 24 hours ago, you weren't saying anything like that. But the Lord sovereignly healed me till this day. I mean, this is 10 years later. And 10 days after that, I was able to uh, do a campaign and go to Guatemala. So Amazing. Praise that's God. one of the great, unbelievable. And I have everything documented, you know. That's because amazing. sometimes when situations happen like this, people say, well, I want to see the beef. Right. You know? And I say, hey, I have it all documented, and I thank the Lord. And he still hasn't finished with me. Like I said, this was in 2009. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that adventure with God. That's exciting, and I know that that boosts my faith, and I believe our listeners as well. So what is one of the best ways for our listeners to keep in touch with you and your ministry? Well, I would say right now we're working on a website. We still haven't uh, fully developed that. But probably the best thing right now would be uh, Facebook. Uh, daily treasures or tesoros diarios that's the best way we uh, program it and every day you have a fresh devotional and you also have a new scripture to read and what i like about the system is that what we've developed is you read books in its entirety some and again i'm not criticizing but some systems for example you read a chapter from matthew then you read a chapter from somewhere else you know but we've developed the reading to be a whole book. So this way there's a continuity as you read. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate the treasure that you are and to the body of Christ and how you've benefited the local church, the bread of Christ, and um, even Christians and non-Christians around the world. So thank you so much for sharing your adventures with us, Dr. Venditti. I, I appreciate you. Is there any last words you'd like to let our listeners know about? Any encouragement? I would just tell people... Be in the Word of God. Uh, be open to the Holy Spirit. It's very important, especially in the culture that we live in, it's very important that you congregate, that you come together with like-minded believers and study God's Word. That's basically it. Thank you so very much. Okay, Jared, I appreciate it, and thank you for this opportunity, and Lord bless you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in God. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in God.